Hey, everybody. Juan Perez here. Hey, it's Chris Lopez here, your union brother on TikTok. Union organizer on TikTok <laughs> and on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, this is our second episode. And, uh, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. We dropped one two weeks ago. It's going good. Mm -hmm. uh, people are starting to listen to it. And whatever, we're already successful. That's what I tell people. It's like... It's not about the amount of views or likes and stuff like that because we're not – this is just for us to have fun. It's not, it's not our jobs. Yeah. We have jobs, and those jobs provide for, help us provide. So this is more like a hobby. We're just having fun, and if people watch and listen, and that's awesome too. Well, I just had a donut, and now I'm drinking this Red Bull with a donut, so I'm pretty good right now. But. I just had a donut, and I just drink a Monster because we're sponsored by Monster. So, yeah. But, yeah, how has it been since the last episode, Chris? It's, it's been good, you know, um, you know, the, you know, when I talk to union members, the only thing I talk about right now is the labor movement. It's just what's, what's going on. It's, 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 it's exciting time right now um, for, uh, you know, not, not just people in, in unions, it's people that are fighting to get unions, which yeah. is really cool. And you also got a puppy. Oh, yeah, I got a, well, let I didn't buy the puppy. Uh, what happened was uh, uh, my daughter, um, uh, Jaslyn, uh, she FaceTimed me and said, Dad, you're so understanding. I love you. You're the best dad in the world. They're like, and what's up? And then, and then of course, then they, they, the camera goes to uh, our new dog, Clementine. And, you know, Clementine, it's a, it's a, it's a good girl. It's like a German shepherd mixed, you know? Yeah. So, but... Uh, you know, I'm I'm learning to to love Clementine. I took her for a hike. I yeah. took her to Roar Park today with you. So it's yeah, I took Angus. They met. They were cool. Uh, yeah, no, it's been crazy. I filed for that election that I've been working on. So it's going to start getting pretty heated. Hopefully, I have a union election in by the end of this month, if not early November. And but that's for work. Uh, yeah. So today, today we have a special guest. Oh yeah, we do. Right. Who's gonna? Who, who do we have today? We have Mage Gon, who's running for uh, city council in La Mesa. In La Mesa, yeah, yes. she's been a good friend of ours, and I think she's a hard charger. We normally don't support too many people because I don't know. I, I think focusing our energy mainly in labor is where it's at for me, at least. But Mage Gon, I feel like she's a real person. Mm -hmm. She's down for labor. Her parents were in, in unions, so yeah. yeah, we're gonna bring her on. So. It's, it, you know, it's I, one of the reasons I, I, I like Mage Gone is because she steps out of a comfort zone. She's not afraid to, you know, speak her mind. She's not afraid to do what's what's right. Um, you know, uh, that's kind of like the we are a little. We just kind of just go, you know, yeah. and then you know, right thing, and we don't we don't check in. We just we just go. We, we just, just go. go. Just we like just, the labor movement's going. We just go drink Red Bulls <laughs> and eat donuts, and oh, we're gosh, good. Gosh, that donuts. Oh, hey everybody. Juan Perez here. I'm Chris Lopez, your union brother on TikTok. Oh, man. I'm Dang. union organizer on TikTok. God damn it. There you go. <laughs> and we have Mejgan here. Hi, everybody. My name is Mejgan Afshan, and I am Vote Mejgan on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Yeah. Nice. So this is our second episode, of course, and we're just going to hang out and talk with Mejgan about her candidacy and how that really, I don't know, affects labor and their community and that kind of good stuff. But let's get to know Mage Gone first. So who is Mage Gone? Why is she running for city council? 
Sure. Well, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you guys making time um, and uh, inviting me on your show. My name is Mejgan Afshan, and I am running for La Mesa City Council. I decided to run last year uh, as a result of being a le uh, legal observer during the May uh, 30th uh, protests that happened in 2020 in La Mesa during the Black Lives Matter um, protests that were happening and having grown up in La Mesa for over 31 years and being the daughter of uh, labor union members that were lifelong union members and also refugees from Afghanistan, I realized as an advocate and a social justice um, activist, I thought it was really important to make sure to get involved in our local government in La Mesa. And yeah, I uh, have a background in civil rights and human rights work. And that's actually how uh, Juan and I met. We both served right. on, yeah, the ser served on the... Uh, SDIRC, the San Diego Immigrants' Rights Consortium Board, together. And uh, through uh, all of the things that have happened over the past several years, I know it's super important that all po politics is local and we get involved where we live um, and making sure we create more equitable spaces for our um, community members. Definitely. So you said your, your, uh, your, your parents were union members. What, what, tell us a little about that. Sure. Uh, so my dad was uh, a union member for the San Diego Trolley, and he, w he worked for the San Diego Trolley MTS for over 29 years until he retired. Uh, so he was an IBEW member, as well as my mom. My mom worked for San Diego um, uh, Kaiser Permanente, and she was a union member for uh, 27 years oh, until wow. she, yeah, until she had to retire early because she was diagnosed with cancer. But thankfully, she survived. And um, you know, they're both um, our lifelong union members and taught us how to make sure to support working families and never cross a picket line. And you know, make sure to uh, understand why strikes are important for workers and working families. And we want to make sure that La Mesa and East County has more support and growth when it comes to the labor union movement. Well, that's, that. you know, the labor movement's so hot right now because uh, the approval of labor unions recently was 68%, now it's 71%. Um, there's a huge movement going around California. We have like, uh, the what is it? We have Unionized California. That's right here. Movement. Oh yeah, right here. Yeah. We got Unionized <laughs> California. Um, you know, if people want to unionize in California, go to unionizedcalifornia.org. And it's there. They ask you, you know, different questions. It's it's, it's really cool. But, um, you know, given how hot the labor movement is, you're talking about your parents. Well, I didn't know this, but my dad, um, he, I, I was talking about the labor movement. He's all, well, I used to be a Teamster. I go, well, we, I go, dad, yeah, 1958 and, and through 64, um, I was a Teamster, uh, the Teamsters, uh, steam fitters and, uh, and uh, freight operators. And I was like, wow, dad, that's great. He's all, yeah, now he's a, he's a dentist. And um, his... Um, <laughs> His a lot of his patients are Teamsters. So when my dad says, "Well, I used to be a Teamster," also they get up and they give him a hug because it's like you know the the brotherhood and sisterhood of of Teamsters. And it, it's a it lasts a lifetime. So exactly. that's really cool. Exactly. We have there's so many incredible union families and union leaders in our community, and I think it's really really important for our elected officials to reflect this support of our union members because unions show up for their families, show up for our community 
members. And especially since the pandemic, you know, uh, all of us, uh, there's been so much struggle happening and we know we have to make sure to show up for more families um, and get folks connected to the services that prov are provided for the union. So that's awesome. I love that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's what it is though, with labor. It's kind of like, a, like, oh, wait, what? You're a part of a Teamster, you're a firefighter, you're part of this local or whatever. Because it's like it becomes like a ingrained in us to where we take a lot of pride in it. Yeah. But I think that's what unions are. It's unions are that you help shape the union so it becomes yours. It, it's your union. Yeah. Like you are the union. That's a common misconception with a lot of people. It's like, well, what did the union do for me kind of deal? Yeah. It's like, no, what, what did you do for the union in the first place? Because yeah. that's what the unions are. Yeah. And then you help shape the union. You're a union member. You can run for office. You can help navigate how the union should be going. Mm -hmm. And you can vote down um, yeah. contracts mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So you don't have to agree with everything. You mm -hmm. can, but that's the whole point. It's like a democratic process. But with that, people take ownership of it more and more and more. So that's why people take so much pride in unions when they're like, wait, you're a Teamster? And of course, Teamsters is like the, one of the biggest unions. And yeah. they have like, they have, they're known for Jimmy Hoffa and all that gangster stuff. So it, it's kind of like an extra prideful thing. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, you're a Teamster kind of deal. So there's an attitude that comes with it. I don't think not every union has that. But I think there's a lot of pride for sure in unions. That's why being part of a union and then you're in the union in the labor movement, it's kind of like, oh, okay, you're a union. So we're, to get, we're, we're in the same fight no matter what, whether yeah. you're a nurse, a Teamster, a stagehand, or a, you, know, work, you work in a grocery store or something. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, I think... Um, you know, my my family was unique in the sense that, you know, we came to America with no relatives here. And so uh, we had to rely on ourselves. But the union helped my parents navigate what was happening to them at work, which oh, wow. was, of course, you know, integral to making sure we uh, were able to have a livelihood. And my parents had three daughters. You know, I have two younger sisters. One is a mechanical engineer and one is a dentist. Um, people don't realize that the union really does support uh, families that are working. And, uh, you know, without the union, uh, there's so many times in our lives that, you know, we would have we really, really, um, you know, we were struggling. But at the same time, that support system of the union was there to help my parents navigate um, this new uh, society, this new world that they were living in. Um, but I'm, they're so, I'm so proud of them and I'm so proud of their service because we help and we continue to uh, encourage people to work for labor unions because at the end of the day, you know, there's a pr there's protections for workers that we believe that needs to be able to, you know, have much more um, support across our communities. Right now, especially since the pandemic, there's been so much struggling of workers trying to make sure they have like, you know, rights and making sure that they can provide for their families. So when we, where we can, we wanna be able to support and expand the support of the union. And one of the ways we did that was make, making sure when we hosted the open house in La Mesa and making sure IATSE members were able to, you know, come out and talk to our young people and our new community members with the possibility of joining the union. I love doing and being part of that kind of conversation because it helps people learn about the union and how important it is and what the wonderful benefits uh, that are available are. Yeah, and real quick, what that was, what she's talking about is uh, this year we did a bunch of open houses to bring people into the local because the industry bounced back with a vengeance and we're like, oh, we need recruits. So yeah, 
I called up Mage Gone, like, hey, can we do something in East County? Because I wanted to recruit people from different parts of the county, North County, South County, the East. And then, yeah, we did one at the Light Bulb Coffee Shop. Mm-hmm. Right? Light Bulb? Yeah. yeah. I said the wrong name when I was up there. Everybody was like, it's not They have good sandwiches there. Right? Yeah. Shout out to Lightbulb. 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 La Mesa. Downtown. Awesome place. But yeah, so we, we went to do a little presentation. We brought in around 30-something people that day. Gave a good overview. Did paperwork. Brought them on. I'm going to say a good maybe 60 to 70% of those individuals are still working with us. That's awesome. Scotty, my yeah. boy Scotty, yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. He's still working with us. He's yeah. doing really good. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so there is definitely like that uh, camaraderie and coalition building that has to happen between unions and community members like yeah. yourself that's connected in the community. Yeah. I mean, unions are connected. Uh, let's be honest, we fell out in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, but I think we're going back to that connection now. Yeah. We're like realizing like, okay, well, what we've been doing in the past 50 years has, hasn't been working, so let's try something different. Yeah. And that's part of what this is. Because yeah. historically, our union, our local, has been historically uh, white male. That's it for the past 100 years. Wow. It started in 1905 here in San Diego. Oh, wow. So for the, in the oh, past... Wow. 20 years, we've like quadrupled women in our membership. Okay. That's because there were none. So it wasn't that hard to start from zero kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. But now we're making a super effort mm-hmm. to recruit people of color, women, and that kind of good stuff. So, yeah. But that event was that. It yeah. was to bring people in from the community into our ranks. And I loved, and I loved how the presentation was so comprehensive about like what is available to the union member and uh, just from the jump of you starting to work uh you know this pre-apprenticeship program is so beneficial to people who are just starting out that don't have experience in it Mm -hmm. and at the same time they get paid a good solid wage um i love to see that and i want to make sure that people in our community have the opportunity to get work that can pay for them and uh have a sustainable lifestyle you want to be able to uh, be able to have a job to pay for, you know, your your food, your gas, your, you know, your home, your apartment. Like, you need to be able to, um, you know, have good-paying jobs right where we live. And the crazy part is that East County is home to so many, as you guys know, incredible union members and union leaders, but our elected officials don't reflect the support of our working families in labor, and I don't know why. It's, that needs to change. Really good point, you know. With the approval rating of unions so high at 71%, I don't know why elected officials, you know, whatever party shouldn't be supporting unions right now. I mean, we are hot. I mean, I think uh, we said last last podcast how disenchanted, uh, you know, uh, Americans are with certain institutions. And now, but labor keeps going up. You go 68%, 71%. Because... uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, everyone deserves a union. You know, I think Juan, Juan's the one that popularized that, but I'll just coined say it. Again. Coined it? Oh. Yeah, I've coined it. Oh, you coined it? I oh, coined okay. it. It's official, that. yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Trademark. <laughs> but it, yeah. it, it's, it's cool. So, and I, I don't know if, if elected officials or people who are running for office really know, you know, this is, you you go hard labor movement. You you know, you support unions. You're out there. I've seen you out there. It, it, it makes a big difference. Um and I think unions are realizing you don't need to come together necessarily as a political party. You just come together as a people. Yeah. You know, you come together as a people. And, you know, people, like you said, people need to pay the rent. People need to pay their utility bills. Rent's going up. Or, or uh, you know, inflation. You know, all these, all these different things that are happening. People realizing, hey, 
if I form a union, I can negotiate higher wages. I can negotiate better benefits. Yeah. So it, it, it's 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 a it's a really good thing right now. Let's keep and, de- beating uh, the dead horse. Yeah. Uh, the the new study that just came out. I'm sure you've seen it. How like if a union if you're in a union if you belong to a union then you're more likely to make an overall of 1.3 million dollars more oh. uh, during your lifespan, and that's because on average you make anywhere between 15 to 20 percent more than a non-union person at the yeah. same job. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah that's and, in, and in states where unions are the strongest, like California, Washington, Hawaii, New York, even if you're non-union mm-hmm. in those states, you still make 20% on average more than in Arizona and Texas mm-hmm. or New Mexico because the unions don't just help union uh, with union contracts. It also trickles down and benefits non-union because yeah. they're competing with us yeah, yeah. for the wages. That, that's I- a- that's a perfect example because there's a uh, you know uh, union casinos and non-union casinos and 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 they they're they're competing they're yeah. raising you know with uh, they're trying to get the best people and um, you know it's interesting certain certain unions uh, I think the one uh, you are uh, you guys actually um, recruit people like you're like the hub like the air traffic controllers of trying to get the the, the you know the people in into uh, into the jobs right yeah. and um, but uh, yeah I guess we are being a dead horse yeah, <laughs> well, I, mean, I think I think there's a lot of people that unfortunately um, you guys know and we know the benefits of unions but there's a lot of people that still don't know yeah. because either they haven't had experience or their family members haven't worked in a union and that's why this show and the work that you guys do and the work that we continue to do together to you know bring more equitable change to our community is really important because there is so many people there are so many people out there that have yet to learn about the benefits because they may have not had the experience mm-hmm. of learning or knowing somebody that's worked in the union. And it's probably one of America's best kept secrets. Unionized without, California exactly, right here. <laughs> without the union, we wouldn't have had, without the labor movement, we wouldn't have had a weekend. We wouldn't have the 40 hour work week. We wouldn't have labor rights on, on the actual job site. We wouldn't have medical coverage. We wouldn't have so many of the things that we, I think a lot of people take for granted right now. And, and now it's just the new, it's not, it's a continuation of that movement, but it's the newest version and the newest revolution coming to the people who maybe haven't heard about what unions do. Yeah, up yeah. to. Everybody knows labor's ro- labor rocks, you know? Yeah. Like, it's no secret. You see me or Chris, everybody's like, all right, these are our union guys. Yeah. We love them. Anything they say, it's about labor. We get, <laughs> we get it. Yeah. 71%, we get it. But, uh, but the Democratic Party and stuff like that, like you're running in the Democratic Party, you're a Democrat kind of deal. We're both ADEMs. We're all ADEMs. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. We're we ran together. We ran together yeah. on the same slate. Yeah. So I'm going to be in the 79th yeah. this, this next year. So we welcome you I got to the redistricted. Yeah. They kicked me out of the 80th. <laughs> They're like, wah, bam, city heights. Yeah, so now I'm in the 79th, but we're all ADEMs. We're all involved in, in the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. I bash the Democratic Party all the time kind of deal, even though I, I participate because I do believe that you still have to participate because you want to make change. That's yeah. it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. That's what labor is, is yeah. we participate in work because we want to make change. We want to make that job better for us, work for us. Yeah. I think similar with the Democratic Party. Absolutely. That's why we're all ADEMs, and then you're taking it a little bit a step further running for city council. So I don't know, like there are a lot of people that are disenfranchised. This is midterms. Do you think there's going to be a turnout or what do you, 
what do you think is going to happen this year? I know you're extremely local. You're local, yeah. city council, La Mesa, yeah. but... Um, well, that's a good question. Uh, so as an ADEM, I think people don't realize that, like, we run and those seats are... Um, it's two years, right? It's two, two years, years. Um, that, we're, uh, that we serve. And so that's actually going to come up again. So if anybody's interested in running uh, for ADEMs, it's uh, coming up in December, January again for yeah. the seats that we hold. And uh, the whole point of us running, I think... Uh, I hope, you know, you guys would agree with me is better representation of our community and what we actually look like. Mm -hmm. We need, um, you know, more people of color, more women, uh, more labor representation, more uh, human rights and civil rights uh, folks that are interested in making sure our community is, um, you know, doing right by uh, our community members. And uh, one of the things that we can do is on the local level is making sure that we get out the vote. So we have... Um, just a few weeks, just a couple of weeks until uh, October, uh, sorry, excuse me, uh, November, November 8th. And the ballots are already out in La Mesa. They came out in, um, they came out on um, October 10th. And so everybody should have their ballots at home uh, right now and they can, you know, return them to um, in, uh, via the mail. But, you know, there's been a lot of negative mailers that have gone out to, um, that are misrepresenting the Republican candidates as the democratically uh, endorsed candidates. And so there's been at least five or six mailers so far that were specifically targeting Democrats and a couple specifically targeting me, painting me as this um, monster. But in reality, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, we can't allow propaganda to uh, allow us to be, uh, you know, misdirected or uh, lose focus. We need to focus on this race. And every, um, you know, phone bank, every canvas, every postcard makes a difference. And we, you know, are asking folks for support. If they would like to be able to join us, please join our Vote Magic On campaign and uh, visit us on Instagram or Facebook um, and or contact TikTok. us. You or TikTok. Or TikTok. You recently got on TikTok. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. That's, uh, you know, I think uh, the labor movement's really hot on TikTok. Yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. And yeah, thank I, you. And uh, thank you for teaching me. Yeah. <laughs> my, my amazing, amazing uh, teacher. Well, you already surpassed me yeah. on TikTok, so that's fine. <laughs> TikTok has been amazing and just like learning so much about how to connect with people is really important. But the, you know, the race, uh, the, the turnout uh, will be a little bit hopefully better than what we did last year in the special election. As a special election, we had, um, we had uh, just over, I think, 30% turnout, um, which is really incredible because it was the highest turnout of any special election in uh, San Diego County ever up until that point. Um, but unfortunately, because we had five or six Democrats run, we split the vote. And the Republican, who is a Trump-obsessed um, Trump obsessed Marjorie Taylor Greene supporter, won instead of uh, the Democratic choice. And, and I received the, the party endorsement last year. I received the Do Democratic Party um, this year, endorsement this year, as well as the Labor Council endorsement. And um, I want to make sure that we uh, people know there's two seats um, available in La Mesa City Council. So, you know, we want to make sure to also uh, support the entire Democratic slate that's running in La Mesa. Yeah. Got it. So it's, it's a little bit different this year than when you ran the first time? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You're going to win? Yeah, we're, we are going to win. No. <laughs> you guys have been very helpful, and, you know, you guys have been so supportive from from the jump, you know, since last year. And I really appreciate that, you know, as as not just as colleagues, but as, you know, siblings in this struggle. I tell people all the time, we cannot beat, um, we cannot beat uh, these machines that are uh, 
creating oppression and systemic, um, you know, systemic oppression against us by just one vote or one election. Uh, but we have to create a movement. And this is part of that movement that we are building towards to create momentum and change in the rest of San Diego County and hopefully the country. Definitely. What are, what, what's, I know people are like, okay, you're great. You're awesome. It's gone. But like policy wise, what, what's going to change if you get elected? So when I get elected, I want to be able to, first of all, deal with our home, uh, homeless issue in La Mesa. Unfortunately, not just in La Mesa, but across San Diego County. And That's pretty bad Mesa, in San Diego, right? Really bad. Yeah. Um, East County, uh, just until very recently, it didn't even have a shelter for our houseless community members. And, you know, when it comes to homelessness, we have to have a much more compassionate and much more thoughtful uh, policy um, in terms of expanding the services we already have. There's an incredible program called the Home Program that was a pilot program that started in La Mesa, and it has two clinicians, Matt and Earl, and they're amazing human beings, and they help um, get uh, our community members that are on the streets into like services, get them um, some type of shelter or medical attention if they need it, mental health resources. Um, but these two gentlemen only work about 40 hours a week, and they uh, only have two staffers. If we could be able to expand this program and be able to increase the funding and the infrastructure at the city council level for this program, we can be able to take the pressure off of the local police department as well as the fire department from having to answer those calls when it comes to you know our houseless community members. Um, some of the people that are uh, running in this race, um, some of the more um, far-right uh, radical folks that are running claim that maybe sending, uh, uh, gathering people up into shuttles and sending them out to Campo and making a detention center to house all the houseless community members would be a good um, viable option, but that is no option. Um, and that is not even a, something that Campo itself can sustain. They don't even have the infrastructure to do or deal with something like that. We need to deal with our um, houseless issue in La Mesa and create a positive change for our community members. Um, also, when it comes to climate change, you know, uh, La Mesa is a part of our Sandag community. You know, it's a it's one of the 18 cities that participate in Sandag, and um, as uh, just as part as all, uh, just like all the cities in the state of California, uh, La Mesa has a climate action plan, and it's called the CAP. Um, the climate action plan is incredible to make sure we create and lessen the carbon footprint in La Mesa. And that's really important for us as a community because um, uh, we want to create more sustainable and greener and um, more um, family-friendly spaces where there's less traffic, less pollution, and a better overall quality of life for our folks. And then, of course, uh, we want to create more community safety engaging with the police department and making sure we continue to support the police oversight committee in La Mesa is really integral to making sure we turn a page on the negative things that have happened over the past couple of years. Uh, La Mesa, unfortunately, has become a little bit too notorious for incidents of racial injustice in uh, in recent years. And we want to be able to turn a page on that. And the best way we can do that is to support our oversight, our police oversight board, and make sure that we um, continue to uh, uh, secure an independent auditor to hold folks accountable for their actions and really help to support the community and engage with all levels of the community, no matter your ethnicity, your, your faith, or your socioeconomic background, so we have a safer community for all. Yeah, I like how you brought up the the, the climate, you know, um, you know, climate change, and and earlier uh, in the podcast you talked about 
we talked about uh, you talked about how labor of the forty hour work week and how the weekends and how labor you know uh, you know you give unions a lot of credit and it's true I mean you know in the old days uh, unions we were able to establish those things but what if labor could take credit for saving the environment for saving the planet yeah. I mean I think that is really cool too and I think that that you know I just I agree. I agree. And, you know, uh, organizations like IBEW that endorsed me, you know, when I got the endorsement of IBEW uh, 569, I cried uh, because my dad, having been a union member, it meant so much to me. And, you know, I'm getting emotional now, but, um, you know, there's a lot of people struggling and they need to be able to have somebody fight for them. And we can no longer wait for somebody else to come and save us. We have to do it ourselves. And uh, I want to make sure that other people know that uh, organizations like IBEW and 569 and other folks oh, and the San Diego County Labor Council, their endorsement means so much. And we can be able to take pride and change the course of what we are living through as a society and help uh, create more um, more livable and sustainable communities with the help of our labor siblings and at the same time create better quality of life. All of us deserve it. It doesn't matter your, your background, your skin color, your faith. All of us deserve a, a place where we can thrive. Definitely. And going back to jobs, um, labor, I know like the green green stuff, green climate change, going, going green, mm -hmm. it like threatens or some unions and construction or something might be threatened by that. And when I tell people, I'm like, well, yeah, man, but we're, we still need jobs for the green technology as well. So the transition is what's important kind of deal. Touching on that and understanding that because, yeah, if you're like living paycheck to paycheck, this is what I, I think. You don't care about the environment. That's what I think. I know I'm going to get shot. I'm going to get canceled on that one. But <laughs> I, I just, think you're I more disagree. I, I just, there's, there are people, there are plenty of people that are living paycheck to paycheck that care about making, making sure not to create more um, – more trash or they're not out here trying to make their, their own lives or their neighbors' lives unhealthy or unsustainable. I think that they just don't have the options that other people do that have a little bit more money. Definitely. Maybe I should reframe that. Yeah. Maybe it's more like yeah, you their that. priority <laughs> their priority will be to have money to pay for the rent and right. buy food. Right. Instead of like, wait, now I'm gonna get threatened that my job might be threatened. Because we're going green, yeah. kind of. That's yeah. what I'm trying to. It could to. be also like nuanced things, you know. Um, you know, not everyone can afford to buy, a, you know, brand new hybrid or hybrid. You know, their, their cars are cars are expensive, and they have this car that you know they get around. So I I could see kind of both sides of it. Um, however, you know the you know the planet. You know, I mean, I I think about you know because I have I have kids. You know, I want to you know I want to leave the the world. Uh, you know, for them. Uh, you know, I don't I don't want them to go through. Uh, you know, you know, some kind of, you know, crazy uh, uh, weather. I, I don't know. I just. I think we're almost I, already there. Yeah, no, yeah, I, 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 we, are kind of, we are kind of there. But it's just like, you know, I just think about, you know, want to leave the, the world better, yeah. you know, for, for you know, when I pass away. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. you know, you know, you never know when that's going to happen. So. Yeah. It can happen also, tomorrow. It can happen tomorrow. I don't it's, know. It's actually, it's actually uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, um, I, I, I give this example all the time, you know, uh, many, many millennia ago when they introduced the wheel, I'm sure there was plenty of people that were really angry 
about introducing the wheel. They didn't want to. They didn't want to change their lifestyle. They they want to stick to how they carried rocks or they carried <laughs> logs or they you know caught fish, like this caught fish in a net, and you know continue to um, you know do this in every single corner of the planet. Uh, we all had to at some point get on board with the wheel, and maybe it wasn't the opportune thing at that opportune time for them, but it was. Uh, it was an essential and critical piece to mm. us leaping, making leaps and bounds forward as humanity. You and know, I, I have think... the Flintstones in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wheels, So at the end of the day, I don't know anybody that's going to fight us on wanting to have a cleaner and greener and sustainable planet so that we can breathe in this generation, not 50 generations from now. We know that the climate change that's happening right now, whether it be devastating natural disasters, whether it be air quality, whether it be severe heat uh, waves and heat warnings, uh, we continue to face these. And, you know, even this summer when we had our heat waves here in San Diego, there was a whole bunch of people in La Mesa that are good friends of mine and supporters of mine and people that are colleagues that didn't have... Uh, they didn't have air conditioning at their home. People who were either pregnant, sick, or older, or had medical issues had to leave their houses to go to either the cool zones like the library or the mall or someplace where, you know, um, they could be able to access, like, air conditioning. Uh, you know it's bad when, when the community has that kind of heat wave and people, you know, were passing out or having heat stroke at their homes. And we, that also has a, a huge uh, impact on our medical system because people had to respond to all those folks that were suffering. So uh, we want to be able to turn the page on that and be able to improve our environment. And uh, I truly believe that La Mesa can become a regional leader and an example of what uh, East County, uh, the direction East County should be going in. Yeah, I was this close to buying an AC, but I didn't. And then I cooled down. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. They were out. They were yeah, out that's of true. AC. That's they true. Were out of AC. I did go to Home Depot. <laughs> you were buckling. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I and did. Then, and then the next week it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't have to buy it. Yeah, I was this. Cl- I was this close in buying one, but then they were out. Yeah, but that continues to happen, which it will continue if we don't do anything. You know, whether it be you know Spring Valley, whether it be Lemon Grove, whether it be La Mesa, whether it be El Cajon, Santee. These are places that are hotter. You know, more inland. And we need to be able to address this issue. And it's an issue for everybody, not just Democrats or Republicans or independents. It's a everybody. You know, the air we breathe and the environment we live in affects every single person. And we need to do better by our community members. Yeah, I do think like the, the generation or the time that we're in and the, the new generation is more conscious of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Global warming. I know with me, I'm, I'm a stickler with that kind of stuff, so I don't really get into those arguments or stuff because I yeah. feel it's above my head. But I think that goes hand in hand with the new generation that also is super pro-labor. Yeah. So now they're tying them both together, mm-hmm. like the, the labor movement with climate change or, you know, for, to save our planet. They're, I think they're more, like, class conscious. They're more, like, bigger conscious with the globe. Racial justice. Racial justice conscious. Everything conscious. Social I think, media conscious. Social media, yeah. TikTok. That's a good thing you got on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. But I think because it, like they're understanding that to them, life means more than just having a core truck or having yeah. core shoes. I think that's surface level stuff that we did. Like in the 90s or early 2000s, it was big. Yeah. But now we just went through a pandemic, which highlighted all the issues in our society and 
showed us how our government turns their back on us kind of deal and corporations corporations have always well can i add something to that too you know i met with uh, community leaders and labor members just this week uh throughout la mesa and we were talking about how what it was like when we grew up you know and we're not too different in age when we were kids you yeah. know we used to we used to ride bikes yeah you know and we used to be able to walk places and if it was a few blocks from my house, you know, I wasn't getting a ride. I had to walk there or bike there myself. And so I think we've gotten so far away from what we used to do as a community that we deserve to have good things. And one of those things has to be bringing back, for example, the usage of bikes in our community, which mm -hmm. will decrease uh, transport. Uh, sorry, it was decreased traffic, mm -hmm. which is so much more, you know, su supportive of our streets and our roadways. Um, I don't want to sit in traffic for three hours if somebody can, you know, if I could just bike there for three, you know, in 30 minutes, it'd be a lot easier. And so creating more sustainable ways we, where we can help younger people and older people and all the people in between be able to access like e-bikes is something that's really important because folks can be able to use those versus, you know, getting in their car every single day. And I understand cars are important. They're not going anywhere. But we truck. also as a community, <laughs> at the, but we also as a community, you know, we're as a state, we're moving towards electrification of all cars you know there will be a day when we don't have you know those gas guzzling cars and and not because um I, like i i know that people need vehicles to be able to get to point a to point b and i appreciate that and at the same time we have to be able to understand that not everybody can afford a vehicle or even the gas prices right mm -hmm. now right. so we have to have viable options yeah. with public transportation um and other ways about those bikes we had bikes in the city of San Diego. Yeah. They're all over City Heights. I live in City Heights. Yeah. Um, there would be left in people's backyards and people would take their wheels off and all kinds of things, hack into them or yeah. stuff. Yeah. So they, had, they took them away because oh, they I weren't know. working. Oh, we hated them. I hated the bikes. They would put them in the streets and now you have to move them to park. We had all kinds of issues with the bikes. But did you bike growing up? Yeah, but that was that oh, to me yeah. was like it's we different. biked, as in yeah. like it was our thing. Exactly, it was but, cool. And, it was it's, fun. It's it's uh it's we have to bring back and introduce the idea that their young people have a right to mobility. They don't have to be chauffeured every single day. They can have the right to mobility, and one of the ways we can help young people have that mobility and not rely on maybe a parent or maybe an older sibling to drive them places, they can be able to get there by their uh, you know e-bike. And it's so much more better for our environment. Um, and also, hopefully, we can work towards making, uh, make, maybe, maybe we could even provide a stipend for people like students or people who are working from their homes and trying to get, you know, better transportation and mileage. We can be able to create a policy where it's more equitable and people can uh, uh, secure an e-bike for them or their children, which would be awesome. We want to we create new ways and we want to think about these ideas in different ways so we can support communities being healthier and cleaner. Yeah. Going out, you know, yeah. I just remember, you know, being a kid going out. You know, with my bike or going, you know, just Everything. enjoy going, you know, it, yeah. it was, it was, it was great. I mean, yeah. one of the things I really enjoy doing is going hiking and it just, you know, it's, it, it, it's a different feeling and it's like, yeah, I mean, talking about <laughs> getting chauffeured every, I got to talk to Isabel. Isabel has me drive her to work all the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my yeah. my daughter, my daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and it's important for young people to know that there's other options and we could have other options, but that requires equitable policy change. And that's why our campaign is so important because maybe there's an idea out there for somebody that I don't know and people that I haven't met yet that want to introduce something that will create more equity in our city. I would love to hear that. I'm definitely, as you guys know, an ideas person. Mm -hmm. I love learning new things and I'm, I'm, and I'm an open-minded person hearing 
uh, ideas of how we can improve our community for everybody. Yeah. I wanted to ask Mishgan, um, what makes you the most qualified candidate? So that's a great question. Or the Chris. best candidate. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question. Um, I think that, well, first of all, as the person who has uh, grown up in La Mesa, I've lived there for over 31 years, and my parents moved there when I was in the fifth grade, so I've seen La Mesa change and transition into a new city, um, into a bigger city, um, into growing, burgeoning um, you know, more metropolitan place than it was before. I'm a lifelong Democrat and have worked actively for the Democratic Party and have lived the values that we actually espouse, making sure to show up for women's rights, making sure to show up for working families, and making sure to show up for um, all of our folks that are black and brown and uh, underrepresented. As a woman of color, um, being Afghan-American, it's really important for me um, to make sure that we have more women represented in government and I know that in La Mesa, we have the opportunity to secure a win with um, everybody who has been working towards more equitable change. And so I think I'm the candidate who can bring about that change as a coalition builder, mm -hmm. like what I've done with you guys and the work that we continue to do get to, to, to do together and the uh, coalition building that we're doing across the community. It's really important to create those uh, communications and those networks of folks that already are like-minded, and I think that's what La Mesa needs. So I'm absolutely the best candidate when it comes to our issues and when it comes to our democratic policies and making sure to stand up against the, the hate and, and racism that has continued to plague our community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm convinced, too. Yeah. And what about TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> Back. We're back. All right. <laughs> we took a siesta. But, uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right, Ms. Gagne, uh, it, everything sounds good. Uh, you know, Thank hope, you. hope for the best type of deal. Hope you win. win or, or you will win. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We're going to win. We're winners. We're winners. We're winners. And we are going to yeah. win uh, this race. We put some, we have a whole, over 100 volunteers that have joined us for our Vote Ms. Gagne campaign. Oh, wow. We've been going hard. We've, uh, just got new signs and you know new canvas materials. These signs right here. Yeah. Signs? Are these the Did signs you're talking about? <laughs> 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 um, and you know we want to make sure that people know that there's still a time to help us, support us, and uh, come out and help make history in La Mesa. We want to make sure that people know how to contact us and, and volunteer. And you know every single. Um, canvas opportunity uh, every single day and every single phone banking opportunity is another vote that we can turn out to make sure we secure um, a solid win for our working families. Yeah. yeah. You already won. You already won. You already won. Let's celebrate now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, no, that's all good. And and I, and I me personally and Chris, and well, you already know too, yeah. I don't really support candidates all that much. I don't like talking to them that's all why that mean, much. That's why it means so much when you guys support. Like, um, it really makes that much more of a difference, and it means a lot to me. Yeah, because well, you're real too. You yeah, know? you're a real person. You're a real person. You know, you're, you know, you're you're not afraid to, you know, um, you know, to to do what's right. And uh, sometimes, you know, people just, you know, they don't want to do the the right thing because they're afraid. Oh, you know, what's what's this person gonna think? And you know, uh, you know, we don't, you know, we don't, we, we move, we, we do what we think is right. I think that's, yeah. uh, that's, you know, we go up to, we're going to go up to Sacramento or we're going to go here or go, let's go to Minnesota. We'll, we do whatever it takes to, um, the furtherance of the, of the labor movement. And I think like, you know, you, I've seen you do, you know, all kinds of things. It's awesome. I've seen you there for labor. Thank I've you. seen you there for civil rights. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's Thank really you. good to get to know you. Thank uh, you. I appreciate you guys.
No, like hammering and stuff like that. That's going to be on the podcast. Oh, hammering. Yeah, like yeah, you're... Why was hammering? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It, yeah that's a Red Bull. That's a Red Oh, that's a Red Bull? It's a Red Bull. Oh, we're sponsored okay. by Monster and Red Bull, everybody. <laughs> no, no. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, whatever. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Yeah. I guess we got to be clear that that's not what Mijgan sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> that's me and Chris. That's us. That's the podcast itself. But cool. Like I said, good luck with everything. And uh, they can find you at votemijgan.com. And then you got, what, three more weeks? That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thank you guys for doing the work that you do. And, you know, uh, a lot of people want to be able to uh, uh, try to paint me as somebody who is, you know, this left-wing radical. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's important to understand that we all need to be able to show up for work and families. And we can no longer, uh, you know, sit on our laurels and wait for somebody else to come and save us. Our community deserves better, whether it comes whether it comes to um, you know the environment, whether it comes to jobs, whether it comes to making sure we have access to equitable resources available in our cities. This isn't just an, a La Mesa issue. This is an everywhere issue, and all politics is local. And so I, I really hope and I pray that folks get involved to help us create change and uh, create a, a push for change throughout all of East County, not just La Mesa. Yeah, yeah it's like in the past. I mean they. People thought Social Security was a radical idea, mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, you know, different things in history and Medicare. You know, Medicare, yeah. you know, exactly. oh, that's a radical idea, yeah. you know. And it's, it was radical at the time, yeah. um, but then we move forward as society, and to create more equitable change requires us to have folks that are brave enough and have courage to stand up against those who would, you know, rather see our communities suffering and divided and unrepresented or underrepresented. Um, and that's uh, the time has come for, for us to step up. And I look forward to running with you guys again yeah. for the 79th uh, uh, AD. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's my first run in the 79th. But <laughs> I know. We're and, undefeated. Yeah. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> You're one to know. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, all Thank right. You guys. Catch you on the flip side. That's it. Peace out. Think about the voices you in the community Reaching out for hope, looking for the opportunity Living through this life, trying to make the best for you and me